Hey everybody, I'm Beth Davis and welcome to Teachable Tuesday where we discover God's heart in his word and apply it to our lives. And boy, we are really doing that today. Today we're gonna encounter God's heart in his word and I'm gonna help you to know how to connect with him, how to love him, how to receive his love. Okay, I'm getting fired up, let's pray and we'll dive right in. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, we love you. We want to love you more. We want to believe that you love us, to receive your love more, Lord. So grant us that grace to know you, to be known by you. Open our hearts to your word today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, guys, I have to tell you, I've been in some interesting conversations over the past couple of weeks. It seems like again and again, I end up talking to a woman, young, old, all over the spectrum, not old, older, you know what I mean. Uh, women all over the, the spectrum of age, vocation, um, city even, right? Women from all over who tell me that blessed is she is not for them. Now you can imagine, <laughs> this really breaks my heart to be in conversations like this. And, and I've even questioned myself, like how are they perceiving that it's not for them? Because I'm, I'm right here, I'm, I'm so blessed to be right in the middle of what God is doing in Blessed Is She, and I can clearly see that it's for every woman, but somehow that's getting lost in translation. I, I feel like um, I hear a lot, Blessed Is She is for college students. It is. <laughs> blessed Is She is for married women. It is. And yet, at the same time, I'm thinking, should I say in every single talk that I give that I'm 38 and single? Would that help to clear this up? I hear, uh, blessed is she is for young moms. Okay, it is, and yet I'm on staff with blessed is she and I don't have any children, so it just doesn't quite add up. And the thing I've, I've been praying with and trying to ask the Lord, how do I respond to that? And what I've come to, the clear and simple answer is that blessed is she is for Jesus. Blessed is she is for Jesus, which means that blessed is she is for every single woman. At every age, in every stage of life, all over the world, because blessed is she is about Jesus, it's for you. You belong here. Jesus is here, so you belong here. Now, this can be uh, difficult to understand or to embrace because there are so many other things and people vying for our attention, right? When I say that we're for, blessed, or we're for Jesus, blessed is she is for Jesus, what do I mean? Well, I mean that it's not about a vocation. It's not about any particular work or, or mission or set of giftings. It's not a hobby. It's not only about holy friendship. No, those are all avenues that bring God glory, ways in which we can make known God's heart and his face to the world, but that's not the way. They are avenues, but they are not the way Jesus is 
the way he says it himself, right? In the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus is the way. So friends, we're tempted, or I know I am, to, to make our faith about so many other things than just Jesus. And there are so many important values and obligations, commitments, right? We can be tempted to make our faith about a cause. We can be tempted to make our faith about our political affiliation, our platforms. We can be tempted to make our faith about a ministry, right? Blessed is she is for, blessed is she. No, it's not. Blessed is she is for Jesus. We can be tempted to make our faith about our gifts, right? And becoming better. We can be tempted to make it about ourselves, but no, there is only one thing that matters, one person that matters, and that is Jesus Christ. He is at the center. It's only about Jesus. This life, your life, is only about Jesus. Coming to know him, receiving his love, sharing his love with the world, it's all only ever about Jesus. We see this very beautifully in the Gospel of John chapter 12. So if you've got a Bible, uh, open it up. John chapter 12. I'm going to read just a couple of verses, but I want to zoom in on verse 3. You know the story well. I'm sure six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave him a dinner. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at table with him. Verse 3. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard and anointed Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair. The whole house was filled with the fragrance of her perfume. We see that for Mary, Jesus is the one and only thing. Lazarus was raised from the dead. You can understand how his relationship, his ministry, his whole life could become about that miracle. Martha is hosting this dinner for him. She's giving him her gifts. She's giving him her service. She's, she's serving him in ministry. And yet, the, the deepest expression of love comes from Mary, who gets down on her knees, pours out her affection, pours out her attention, all of her treasure, her hope, her future in that costly nard. Uh, some scholars believe that that could have been a part of her dowry. She's pouring everything she has out before Jesus in pure love. And what happens? The fragrance of that perfume fills the whole house. Think about just the image of oil. When people are anointed in scripture, the oil is poured down from the top of the head and it runs down over the whole body. It begins at the top. Jesus, as scripture says, is the head. So we begin by pouring out the oil of our lives, our affection, our time, our worship, our attention. We pour it out on him and everything else flows down. Scripture says in, in Matthew 6, at verse 33, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. 
So if we go after Jesus, if we're about Jesus, for Jesus, looking at Jesus, loving Jesus, if we're preoccupied with the person of Jesus, falling in love with him, seeing his face, knowing his heart, coming to understand his character, if we make everything about Jesus, everything else will follow. Everything else will come unto us. Seek first the kingdom and all these things shall be added unto you. I've seen this. I've seen this in the life of, of Jenna, my best friend and the founder of Blessed Is She. I've walked with her intimately, closely. I've had a front row seat to the Lord purifying and opening and deepening her own heart, healing her, speaking over her, moving in and through her. And as Jenna has fallen in love with Jesus, she has fallen more deeply in love with her husband. She's fallen more deeply in love with her children. Her vocation blooms and grows out of the love, the oil that she pours out on Jesus. She didn't set out to be a better mom. She didn't read books about how to be a better wife, how to do it herself, right? Love her husband, her children. She didn't go after vocation. She went after Jesus. Jesus is the one thing. Jesus tells Mary and Martha in, in the Gospel of Luke, right? That Martha, Martha, you're worried and concerned about many things. And friends, we are. There are so many things we can be worried and concerned about. Importantly, one of those things is our vocation. It's our relationships and our work, right? But what does Jesus tell Mary? Mary has chosen the better part. There is need of only one thing. And we see that one thing in John chapter 12, verse 33. Mary, verse 3, Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Friends, as we pour out our oil, the oil of our lives, the oil of our affection and our attention on the feet of Jesus, as we fix our eyes on him, the fragrance of that encounter and that relationship will fill the house. It will fill your life. It will touch and anoint every relationship, every task, uh, every gift, every mission that you're called to. But first, it's only, ever, always, all about Jesus. So I want to I wanna help you to fall in love with Jesus. And friend, you know how to do this. You know how to fall in love. It's written in the human heart. You spend time with that person. So would you spend time with Jesus today? And not just today, but every single day. If this is the one thing, let's make it the one thing. If we're seeking first the kingdom, let's go to him first thing in the morning. Let's return to him first thing every single day. You have to spend time with him. You're not going to learn about him only from books or podcasts. You're not going to learn about him through other people's experience. You're going to learn him by being with him. You can learn him by reading about him in scripture. If you're not familiar, if you're wondering, like, I want to fall in love with this person, but I have so much fear. I have all these preconceptions or misconceptions about the heart of God or the person of Jesus. Maybe you grew up in another faith and you're coming with a lot of baggage. Maybe you grew up in the church and 
the faith just wasn't preached to you with a lot of love and joy and freedom. Read the Gospels. Just pick one. Start with one. Read a chapter a day. Walk with Jesus through his life. The same way if you were falling in love with someone, you would spend time with them every day, doing life with them, coming to know all their little mannerisms, the way they would respond. You would come to learn the way they smile, how they treat other people. This is what happens when we read the Gospels. And, and friend, the only outcome of reading the Gospel, of spending time in prayer, the only outcome every time will be falling in love with Jesus because the person of Jesus the person of Jesus is irresistible. He is pure, perfect love. He doesn't need anything from you. He doesn't have an angle or an agenda. He's not angry or disappointed. His love is so pure. His heart and his arms are wide open. He simply wants to love you. He simply wants your heart to show you his love, to win your heart. So spend time with him, learn him, read about him in the scripture. And finally, and this is big and, and this is hard. It's hard when you're falling in love with another person and it's, it's hard when you're falling in, in love with Jesus. But the final way to come to know him and to receive his love is to be vulnerable with him, to share your heart, your weakness, your struggles, your pain, to honestly relate what's going on. Not to come to him in our perfect, polished self. Not to have an agenda and go through uh, and check all the boxes, do all of the devotions, but to come as a human, as we are, with our weakness, with our sin, with, with all that we are, with our hearts, to come into vulnerably pull back the curtain of your heart and allow Jesus to see you as you truly are. Allow him to see you as you truly are. That's what vulnerability is. And I know it's a risk. Just learned about this reading a beautiful book uh, from one of the Sisters of Life, but vulnerability, it feels like a risk because we've had the experience in human relationships of risking and getting hurt but the real invitation of vulnerability is into deep relationship. It opens us up to receive love, not just to get hurt, to receive love. The love you're aching for, the love I'm aching for and thirsting for only comes if we will take that risk in intimate relationship, pull back the curtain and allow the Lord to see our hearts. It's so simple, friends. It's, it's as simple as just telling the Lord who you are how you feel, telling him what happened and, and how that made you feel and why you think differently. The same as you would falling in love with another person, you begin to reveal your heart. And it happens over time, it happens gradually. And remember the, the words of St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient. Jesus is patient. This falling in love with him is the process uh, of a lifetime. But begin today, begin to pray, to spend time with him, to learn him by reading the gospels and to share your heart vulnerably and experience, drink from that intimacy and love that you're longing for. Let me pray for you.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we love you. We want to love you more, Lord. We can't do it on our own. But right now, we give you our attention. And we give you our affection. We don't have much, Lord. I come to you, Lord, with, with so much fear. There are so many blocks to believing that that pure love could be real and it could be for me. But together, right now, we take a risk and open our hearts to you, Jesus. We want to fall in love with you. Just honestly tell Jesus, I want to fall in love with you. I want to see you for who you truly are. Pour out your heart like oil before him. Use your own words even now. Jesus, we, we sit at your feet. We want to look at your face. We give you our hearts again. And thank you, Lord, that you give us everything else. Let our lives be a fragrance, Lord, that makes other people drawn to you, but bring us always back to you, Lord. It's only, always, ever all about you, Jesus. And Lord, I know that you're always, only, ever all about us. That's your heart. That's, that's the way that you love, Lord. So we open our hearts to receive it. Holy Spirit, grant us the grace to receive it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Friends, don't be afraid. Fall in love with Jesus. It'll, it's the best way to spend your life. You won't be disappointed. God bless you. See you next week. Okay, bye.